Welcome back, everybody, to the Dogs Basketball Podcast. It's great to hear that fight song once again. It's been close, almost exactly two weeks since we last played it and heard it. I'm Nick Malone, joined by Noah Lurch. Noah, it's glad, or we're glad to be off the three-game skid, aren't we? Yeah, we're, we're glad to be back in that win column. Um, it wasn't pretty, but uh, we found that uh, what we've been looking for in um, a lot of games here recently, that extra juice to finish off games, but um, still haven't put – we didn't put the first half – um, the first part of the game with that end of the game. But, hey, we found that juice. Now we just got to put it all together. Yeah, there were scary moments in this game for sure. I mean, they, uh, I mean they're they a quality team. They gave us fits at times. No, we know Cam Henry. We found out before the game he did not play. And he would have made an utmost difference for sure. All of their D2 guys made a difference, especially old boy will get two. He led them in points. We almost couldn't stop him. He was unbelievable. And like I said, they had a couple other – D2 guys, like Josh is going to do great things, and we've talked about once he gets Robbie Avila in there, they will be special. Uh, yeah, we only won by eight, but we can thank great three-point shooting and key moments in the second half. Uh, Ford, even though we said, and how <clears throat> kind of like how it's been before, where we've had to rely on <clears throat> big shooting at times, you know, when we really needed them to uh, to get away in games or, you know, be able to come out with the victory. So it does feel good to finally get this dub. They're obviously, like we said, we're not uh, – the first half definitely was not pretty. We only had a one-point lead, Noah. So let's jump into how this first half and how this game played out. No Ben Harvey again. Yeah, no Ben Harvey. They did not have Cam, Cam Henry. So, uh, yeah, we thought it would be an interesting game. We know they've been a feisty ball club so far, um, but – uh. The guy, the guy you mentioned that we had trouble guarding, um, especially in the first half, we did a really good job adjusting adjustments in the second half on him. But Xavier Bledson got got going early. Um, they got a two nothing lead. Then on the other end, Cash hits a three um, to get our offense started, and uh, um, it was it was it ended up uh, that's the first lead we had for a while. Um, Simon Wilbar, another Lincoln Memorial transfer, hit hit a three. He's a big man. Um, he did pretty solid when he got to play this game. Then a turnover by Marcus, um, Xavier Bledson again. He was the, he was good. He was really good early on. We had no answer for him. Um, he got an and one there. He got up the eight to three lead. Then uh, Lance had to hit a, hit a jumper. He got going a little bit. And it was eight to five at that point. Yeah, and it was. Uh, it took us almost a whole minute to get on the board. Uh, but yeah, Xavier Bledson did get going. He had their only outside of that. Uh, Wilbar three, yeah, he had five of the early eight. Uh, Noah, uh, Julian Larry, as we know, good freshman or good COVID freshman, I guess. He, uh, and even Josh Shirt said, uh, pregame, like I said, they always talk to somebody of the opposing team, and he said that Julian's been great, uh, in terms of guarding people this year. He mentioned Lucas Williamson and AJ Green. And we can definitely say in this game that he did well. Even Josh mentioned he'll have to be good and because he'll be guarding uh he pronounced marcus's last name wrong as well like Penn did but he had to guard marcus in this game and he did very well noah marcus did not score in the first half we'll get to that uh another one of those games but a lot of people did step up in this game yeah once they had that lead noah kyler got in and he had another favorable matchup we mentioned oh boy 24 on drake that kyler seemed like he was able to score on pretty well uh and then there was someone else, I guess, on their team that he also did well upon. Uh, Lance Lance actually had one of his best games. He ended up leading us in scoring. We'll get to the box scores. But he had a uh, kind of a bounce-back offensive game, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and we've been looking for this. Uh, if if um, if Marcus is struggling, if struggling, or uh, if they're um, if they're doing a really good job defensively on him, we're going to need either the other guys to step up or Lance Jones. Um, um, one of our our two one of our two best players has to get going, and um, we've been waiting for it because we know we've been banged up, battling through, playing through an injury. But uh, he looked really good the other night, and uh, it's a big step. We needed him in the first half, and we got it. Yeah, he was able to shoot. He made a decent amount of his three. I'm not sure what the box score off the top of my head is, but yeah, as soon as we scored, he grabbed the lead <clears throat> with that three, and then Bledson came down and had four more points of his own. But Noah Cooper Nees had a three. We know he's elite. He's done really well scoring for them this year, being that uh, that definitely probably the oldest player on the team for sure. 
and he's led them now. And we recall, I think we talked about in the last one that yeah, he was got recruited by Butler and he left, but then they convinced him to come back. And he's probably been exactly what Josh has needed to surround his young team or Division Two players with a guy like that. And he made a three here, but I could say, and as time goes on, we talk about the game. It's argu- it's arguable that <clears throat> Cooper Nice might have cost him this game, either defensively turnovers or not hitting key shots when they needed it. But Noah Steven here, whenever we took, they grabbed a lead uh, after that Nice three, by, or they were up by six, and then Cash had a nice layup. Uh, Noah here, Steven again, when he cut up to 16 to 14, uh, hit a one of those jumpers in the paint, and he had a couple of them here, uh, back-to-back shots, actually three straight. He, Steven had three straight possessions where he got in the paint, whether it's off his step, his penetration and turnaround jumper, or just off a screen hitting them open shots, he's he's so smooth with it. I remember I was watching highlights that night on the news, and I just like yelled at the TV, even though I was there. Obviously, we probably said when we were there that he can do that every single time if he wants to, and if he does, we don't lose a lot of the games that we've had. It's it's crazy how that's happened that way. But yeah, Julian Lair, like I said, great defense on Marcus. He made it a 21 to 18 lead. And then uh, Kalick Stevens, no, another one of those players, made a five-point lead. And then Dalton had a nice layup <clears throat> to cut at the three. And then five-minute more, Noah Troy hit a huge uh, three. It was in the corner, the same spot where he looked at the Drake bench and didn't get back on defense, but he hit another corner three. We can rely on him for corner threes. Yeah, he, he's uh, he's coming in off that bench and uh, doing exactly what you need to do as a freshman to see more minutes. He's uh, playing really good defense, rebounding, and he's giving you – a couple baskets and a couple baskets a night and um yeah like you said he hit that big three then he hit another uh, about a 18 foot or nice mid-range shot um you can tell easily that uh he, he's really he's playing with poise he's not rushed with anything he does um at this level so far so it's really big boost from him then uh yeah steven um every time he needs he needs to be aggressive um we can't keep having him have these games where he disappears. Uh, he's got to be I, – I feel like he's more needed than Cash is at this point to, on the offensive end. We know what Cash is going to do. He's going to get. He's going to take shots, and he hits contested shots for us. But uh, he's got to be aggressive. If he, he got in a, a nice rhythm early, and that's what we need from Steven. And, yeah, Troy, big time. Again, we got to keep relying on him, giving those big, big minutes off the bench. It's crazy because even when you watch Troy shoot still, his shot wouldn't be the prototypical you would see at this level, but he does make them, and if he can do that, he played good defense again in this one. So at the final box score, we'll talk about takeaways from these players. We'll talk more about Troy, but yeah, definitely some key shots there. Let's him in on his own anal run, but you're right. If Steven needs to not quit being inconsistent and know that he does that, they had favorable matchups in this game. We thought they were going to. And even Dalton, Noah, he ended up, and we'll talk about it, obviously his performance, another good one, and he was penetrating a lot. He was trying to get his own shots at the rim, you know, kind of post-ups. You know, he's good with his pivot foot and getting around defenders and finishing around the rim. Uh, And obviously he's a good free throw shooter, even though he missed one. He missed one at the 244 mark to take the lead. He tied it on his first one. So then Noah Xavier Pletson goes down again. Uh, three more of his 17 first-half points, cut it, made it a three-point game. And then Dalton had another jumper, Noah, and then there was a nice stretch where Cooper Nice turned it over after he stole it from Cash. I think he just ripped away Cash, yeah. He has not looked uh, comfortable in these last couple games, we would say, because he hasn't scored. When, you know, when Cash isn't scoring, you know, he is rebounded. But other than that, he's really not going to do a whole lot right now, and it's unfortunate. But when you have other guys step up, like I said, Cooper Nice had a turnover or created a turnover, and then turned it over himself, stolen by Lance, and then he hit Marcus for a layup on the fast break, and then they stole it again, and Lance almost threw it behind his head uh, to make it. That was whenever Marcus got it from Trent. No one had a nice, and we talked about before, nice flight that Marcus has this year for a layup that really you can't stop, and we've seen him do it a couple times. That's when we wanted to get him in more positions to have, so no, we had a one-point lead at the half. Yeah, it was a one-point lead at the half, and uh... – Really sluggish, speaking of cash, him and Marcus the other night, especially, um, to me, they look, obviously they played three games in five days, but they look pretty sluggish. Um, out of the out of the whole team, those two, to me, look a little sluggish. But, uh, yeah, the first half kind of gave me a lot of 
um, a Thursday night tournament vibes, just the first half by itself, and uh, it turned around in the second half. But yeah, it was a it was a kind of a just a back and forth. No one, it's no low energy game. It felt like in the first half. Um, I know the I know the I think they announced the crowd at like forty one hundred, but it was one of the lower low. It's even less than that. It, it was a lot less than that. I'd say I think tickets thirty five hundred. I'd say two thousand. I was guessing, but it was one of the worst valley valley game crowds I'd seen in the in the Bantera Center in a while. But yeah, it was just a low energy first half. Um, but we were able to just stay in the ball game with uh with Dalton Banks with our bench. Really, we had fourteen bench points in the first half, and that's what got us a lead in the first half. Yeah, we've been <clears throat> we've been kind of uh, going with the bench, and our bench has definitely been contributing. Yeah, the, with the whole crowd thing, I'd say uh, we had a feeling. I remember we talked about maybe in the pregame the weather was going to be eh at times, and uh, it kind of was spitting throughout the day and everything, and people were worried about the roads, and the roads were fine. But in general, maybe the weather scared some people off, uh, but it really shouldn't have. Uh, but, yeah, other than that, uh, it, it kind of had vibes of slowness, I would say, uh, throughout, definitely on our end, and it looked scary even though they were coming in here, obviously. They're not a very good road team. They're a great home team, and it's kind of without uh, Cam Henry. We talked about when you don't have one of your best players, your your teammates could step up. And I'd say Noah that Bledson had his best performance by far of the season. I mean, 17 in the first half, and whatever he ended up with, uh, he had, they had a big step up from him. I don't know if he's been doing that all year, but other than that, like I said, Cooper and he struggled in this game. Uh, so I'd say they kind of they were underwhelming, but we definitely let them uh, be that way. How many turnovers did we have in the first half? Only four. They had they had seven. So it was weird. I guess we were just weren't hitting shots. That's what kind of gave off the vibe, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, Noah jumping into this box a little bit. Uh, Steven going three of five with those six points uh, were good, all in the mid-range. We know if he can – obviously, he's a great shooter. He hasn't shot enough free throws. I guarantee he shot – I mean, I guarantee he shot in the bottom of – the team and free throws. I guarantee you Anthony has shot more free throws than Steven has this year. And that's crazy that even JD has, I'm sure. So Marcus, 15 minutes. Uh, Lance led us with 18 minutes uh, with only those five points. And some plus minuses here. Anthony minus three, Troy minus two, Steven minus three. Shocking. I think his defense has been a little down. I don't know how they can, you know, go off that. Granted, he's not, he's not really assisting. He's not really, or he had, he had one assist. He's not really doing a whole lot in that regard, I guess. So I guess they take everything into account, I suppose. But, uh, but outside of Cash's one three and another basket with five, I would say that he's still been underwhelming. And then Dalton's seven were clutch. He led the way at half. So, no, overall it was a we say we shot three of 11 from three, 14 of 30 from the field. Uh, it was a little weird. But, like I said, I give it a little credit to Indiana State for the way they played it. Yeah, it's 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 strange. Uh, I don't know if he did this at Lincoln Memorial, but uh, no matter no matter what 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 how many guys they have, if they have a full team. He really limits about seven guys, and that's all they play. Um, but those guys play really played really well in the first half. Um, yeah, it's weird. I, I think the mentioned Steven, I looked it up. He's uh, six of six from the line this year. He's only shot six free throws, but. Uh, um, he hasn't missed, but he needs to get there more. He doesn't attack often enough to get to the line. Um, not sure how he shot six free throws so far, but yeah. Other than that, if if it's good to see, uh, we were still. I know they're a little depleted a little bit, but uh, they play hard and stuff. But it's good to see in the first half, we were we were down. I think at the time, we took Marcus out, and we were still able to stay in the ball game and stay competitive. And give it, give enough boost to give him a rest because this is what we're gonna have to do down the stretch. And if our bench is gonna give us 14 points like they did in that half, um, we can get him a lot more rest, especially down the stretch here. So it doesn't look like a couple times it's like his freshman year in uh, in March where he couldn't barely get off the ground. Yeah, that was two years ago. So we would think, well, the whole thing with him coming off his injury would have been more interesting in the fact that he definitely is leading top three in the Valley in minutes coming off that injury. And you could argue AJ Green's one of the top two coming off the same similar lower body injury. Uh, yeah. I mean, especially if you do get contributions from your bench doing that, even Marcus, 
coming out of the game. It seemed like at a weird time. I think we were down by four or six or something when he did, but we rode the ship a little bit. I think their league got up to 10 at one point. That might have been the second. But, yeah, uh, in those certain instances, we need to be able to ride the ship. And <clears throat> there's only been a couple of instances we've said this year that Lance and Marcus both have not been on the floor at times outside of when Lance missed Evansville and stuff. But uh, it's rare that the guys did step up in that regard. And, yeah, Steven with six for six. He is, but I feel like if you have guys like Dalton, Lance, Cash, well, Cash really doesn't do it either. Cash is almost a spot shooter. Uh, Marcus, Lance, and Dalton penetrating, and then you get uh, Steven and Cash is shooting. I guess you live with it, but knowing that Steven can do it, it, it kind of frustrates me. It should frustrate everybody else knowing he's 100% doesn't get enough looks at that. So we had the paint points in the paint battle. We had 20 to their 14, so that's, I think, even though we only had a one-point lead, we uh, – we had the advantage there, and even yeah, you mentioned 14 minutes. They only had two, and you're right. They don't play. They didn't play a whole lot of people. Was it him or was it Licklider? I'm thinking of that have a certain like NBA style or slow pace that's, kind of offense. No, that's that's definitely Licklider. Uh, Indiana State plays at one of the highest paces in the valley. I think that's what I'm thinking of actually. Is Licklider's the total opposite, and Josh is the total other opposite of that, playing that kind of style. And we did we did notice that the other night. So. Uh, yeah, overall, decent half. Uh, could have been, obviously, you know, touched up a little more in certain facets to have the lead. So, Noah, let's jump into how the second half got up. Obviously, near the end, it helped us from the three-point range, but how did it start off? Yeah, uh, it started off with uh, Xavier Bledson doing the same thing he was in the first half. He was getting – J.D. was guarding him, and uh, I, would, I, was, it was, I was interested in the matchups because uh, they started Simon Wilbar at 6'11". And Marcus had that matchup, and JD was just giving Bledson these 19 to 20 footers, and it was just frustrating that he was getting easy baskets. That's what he did in the first half. But this is it, this is his first or second uh, basket in the second half to get us going there. Then a turnover by Marcus, um, a three by Simon Wilbar. Just mentioned him. Um, they jumped out to a four point lead, but Marcus got back got got back going. He uh, had an and one, missed the free throw. I don't know. We still don't. I feel like Marcus, since he had his uh, streak broken, he hasn't been the same from the line. I don't know if that's just a mental thing or something. Not sure about that. I that, that's a great point. Thinking back to them talking about it because they talked about it on the post game of his his streak being broken. Remember the tweets and everything. I'm not sure if it being I said I, I. We know free throws are all mental, especially when I looked at the stats. He's shooting 82 percent from the, for the season, which is good. Uh, I think at whatever point when you know he shouldn't miss, it's all mental from there on out. I agree. And you're right on JD. It was weird because he was acting like he was guarding a big. I mean, I'd say Bledson's kind of a stretch four. He plays like he's a big body guy. Uh, that was a weird matchup. It's almost like you should have just not, you know, played JD at all to start the second half and go with better matchups because it puts you in a hole. I'd say Marcus could do an okay job on uh, Will Bar, even though Will Bar looks like he could definitely stretch the floor a little bit. I think at those points you can definitely – uh, go with and we remember Brian talked to Mike in pregame about something about the lineups Noah we thought coming into this game you were there really early and we saw the numbers on the thing like thinking that we were going to have a total different lineup and it would have been it would have been almost a full self change Anthony starting I don't remember who else but it would have been great to see something new coming off a three game losing streak and even start the second half probably could have gone with someone else yeah Micah Thomas who is a good freshman we agree he's he, he was feisty out there he had a jumper to cut their leader to make their lead four. And then Dalton had another one of his jumpers. Dalton has been unbelievable. He had back-to-back points here, actually. One in the paint, or on a fast break here to tie it at 38. Then Noah Trent Brown with a three. It's nice to see. We know he was on a, a pregame as well, talking about still everything he's gone through. And uh, what was it? What, what, do you remember anything? I don't think we haven't been able to talk about it. Anything else from that Trent interview that stuck out? Um, not off the top of my head. I'd have to think about it. Because I'm trying to think of something he mentioned with, uh, he said, I think he said Stephen and Ben Harvey have helped him uh, in the mindset of the injury and some other stuff. Yeah, it just hit me. I don't know if you could think of anything else either, but in regards to his own injury or other stuff. <clears throat> um, and then uh, Zach Hobbs, Noah, I'm trying to think who that is off the top of my head, uh, had a three to tie it at 41 uh, after that Trent three. Uh, they, they brought in, who was the one that was, uh, that was kind of like taller. He, he it wasn't Wilbar. It was another taller guy they brought in. Can't think off the top of my head either. Not good off the top of my head. Clearly, Julian Larry had a one for two. 
at the free throw line, or he had an one, sorry, he finished an one, made it three-point lead, and then Zach Hops again with a fast break jumper, made it cut the lead to five. So here we are, 11-26, and we're like, okay, we're still in a decent spot. There's a lot of time left. Down by five, though, and then Marcus had a couple free throws. And then Caleb Stevens going out, so we're just funneling around, kept it at five. Then Noah Lance hit a big three here at the 843 mark to cut it to two. Yeah, Lance really got going. Um, about the After the under 12, uh, we started to get going on offense. Um, we cut it to two, then another one. Um, uh, Steven hit a big three to take the lead again, and um, that's where we kept going. That's where we keep – really under, the under eight timeout really got us, um, I believe, going here. Uh, Steven hit his three, then um, – after another stop, we got a we, we we started getting stops at the end of the game, and we started executing on offense. And Lance hit another big three. Um, I can't remember if that's the one he banked from the top of the key or not. Um, I remember one of the threes late he hit. He banked it in um, with the shot clock winding down. He faded away and hit it. Then uh, Steven, this is the one we talked about earlier. Um, Dalton missed a uh, missed a shot in the lane. Got his own offensive rebound. Steven was right there to kick it out. A big three to put us up seven with about five and a half left. Enormous play, and I we were going up there to seeing how hard. And Dalton talked after the game about, you know, he hasn't lived up to his own expectations playing wise. But yeah, that was all effort there. Uh, Indiana State did not uh, really care to want the ball there, and Dalton did kicked it out for a three. That's that's what we want, not only from Dalton obviously and his aggressiveness from from the whole team doing stuff like that because that helped. In a big moment, yeah, it was a fun, it was a uh, part of the 17 to two second half run that we had at this point to end up at the final score after after we took that lead where they had we had threes on four straight possessions led by Lance and Steven. So uh, some of our big time players uh, stepped up for us there from the three ball. We talked about how we've been up and down at that, getting kind of in the groove, shooting, uh, and obviously, like I said, when 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 certain moments matter, you need to be able to create shots, Noah. And that's what they did. Marcus had that couple turn or like I said, 17 to two runs. So they didn't score until Simon Wobar hit a jumper that made it an eight point lead after we had it at 10. Uh, and then Cash had a huge three to make it 11 points. Wobar again carried them at the end there shooting. Uh, a lot of misses by Bledson. Like I said, a lot of key turnovers from Cooper Nice throughout this second half to uh, even whenever it was close to kind of ruin their chances. But we uh, got away with the win, eight point win. Like I said, it wasn't pretty, but and the three-point ball kind of, without a doubt, helped us out, bailed us out. But you can take, you know, positives in terms of, you know, not giving up on possessions and Dalton fighting for that ball to give out for the three, and you take advantage of a wide-open three that Steven should make, and he did. So it was one of those that uh, we're glad definitely finally ended up on the uh, on the positive side of one of these closer games. And so that's 20 points combined that our games have been within and our through our first six conference games to get us at three and three on the season. So Noah, what's this box score look like? Yeah, jumping into it, uh leading scorer of the night was Lance Jones, uh fourteen points, five of fifteen from the field, um four of nine from three, shooting shot the three ball. Lance looked more like himself than we have seen all season so far. Um in, especially in Valley play. Um he looked really good. Fourteen points, six rebounds, um only had three turnovers, but three steals. He's leading the Valley in steals, so um, he should be on the all-defensive team if once it comes down to it at the end of the year, if you look at that kind of stats. Um, um, but, I'd say that's safe to say. Yeah, a really good game by Lance. Do uh, you have anything to add on that? Led the team in 36 minutes, but three is a huge number, and the fact that I think you know he did show fight. He didn't look like he was injured, and we know at times that he did. Uh but he definitely it's stepping up with the most minutes on the team. He only beat Marcus by two, but that shows you that I I, I think he's all right injury wise. Yeah, uh, looking elsewhere on the uh, Stephen Burplankton, twelve big points. Um, was in a little bit of foul trouble, had four fouls, but uh, twelve points, uh, two of four from three, five of eight from the field. Um, just steady, Stephen. That's what we're gonna need. Um, if we can get if we can get that from him down the stretch, and uh, we get Marcus going. Um, this team's going to be hard to beat. I'd say that's that seems about right, calling him steady, Steven, because it seems like that's the case. He could also be, I want to say no-show, Steven. I was trying to think of something with the S. 
But, uh, yeah, I mean, like we said, he can score whenever he wants it. Well, he's not going to do a whole lot of else. We know he was a playmaker coming here. Remember hearing about before we saw him, and he only he hasn't done a whole lot of playmaking, really just shooting. But the fact that when he's not shooting, he's not doing anything else. So I don't have plus minus to know what his was. We know it was negatives, uh, you know, by the first half box score. But he's the X factor. At the end of the day, he is the true X factor. He had four fouls in this one, but in only 19 minutes, putting up those 12 is just key X factor. Yeah, he didn't play down the stretch. I think. Uh, um... Because of that, maybe I don't. Yeah, probably because of that. Because I think Troy finished off the game for him. Um, but um, the little dog of the game. Well, I know we haven't been doing it for basketball, but the dog of the game, and he was the player of the game, whatever they call it. Whoever sponsors that player of the game, eleven points, four assists, and three rebounds. Um, he's the reason um, we probably won this game. Dalton Banks with a big twenty-eight points, five of nine from the field, one of three from the line. We're gonna get that adjusted, but a uh, big time. Um, him. I don't know what he has against Indiana teams, but uh, him versus Valpo and him against Indiana State, he comes to play. Yeah, it's crazy because, and, and that's true. Our, our only three conference games have come against uh, all three eh, Indiana teams. So moving forward, that'll be a key. Uh, even though obviously we know the the other previous games we've had close with other state teams, especially the Iowa teams. Uh, but yeah, as soon as we talk about Dalton, though, with in terms of needing the point guard. It'd be nice to have Terry Roberts, who we'll get to later. It'd be nice to have a lot of these guys. We need to recruit a point guard and all this stuff. As soon as we talked about that last when he was struggling, and rightfully so, he deserved the criticism. He was bad. I'm sure he would admit to that. But as soon as that happened, he flipped the switch. It was right before the Valpo game. It was right before, uh, you know, full con- full on conference play. And then we know what he did there. And it's been like hit or miss between there. For these, for those against those Iowa teams, but he's just stepped up big time, especially when he's assist and rebounding. I agree, and he had a steal of his own in 29 minutes. That's a lot of minutes. That's about what he needs to have this season. Granted, him and, and like we said before the game, you thought that maybe there were new starters. We were hoping because they would have had Dalton and Lance starting together, and then what? It would have had Steven and Cash. Now, what would have been? Do you remember it was uh, was it Trent, Dalton, Lance, Marcus, and Anthony? I think which. We're all right with. That would have been interesting. So Yeah, that was it. And having Dal- Dalton with Lance has paid dividends through this run as well at times. So uh, it matters. And Dalton and Steven, we could argue coming into this season before we knew what Cash was fully going to be, Steven and, Mark- Steven and Dalton were the, like I just said, X factors for what this team could be because we saw it in their first seasons be pivotal. And they have been in stretches this season. So much needed with this stretch coming up. But Noah Kyler made. I was going to talk about Dalton real sure, quick. Go ahead. Um, Twenty he, Dalton is twenty three of thirty five for sixty six percent from the field in his last eight games, reversing a five for thirty one start to the season, averaging seven and a half points and three assists during the stretch. He is also fifth in assist to turnover ratio in the Valley. Yeah, Lance said on Dalton. Dalton came in determined. He got downhill immediately. I felt like he had a mismatch on the offensive end, and he attacked it. When he got to the paint, he made the right decision. It looked like that for sure, that he uh, saw something he liked because he was about as more active in the paint as we've seen him, to be honest. Uh, yeah, and Dalton had, he was, yeah, 70% in seven games. Yeah, that is, that's crazy. And that, and outside of a couple threes, I think corner threes, and we recall that last play against Drake, he was in the corner for a reason, I think, honestly. Thinking back to he's made, he made a key one, I think, in the UNI game in the corner, we remember. So I think that's where he likes to shoot threes best. So probably wasn't a bad idea putting him there, but he did. He was huge, and he said, our fans are amazing. We played a couple of road games in the Valley, and it doesn't even compare. And we've talked about that with other teams. Uh, uh, home crowds are terrible compared to ours, even though we thought, like we said, ours was pretty bad in this one. So uh, keep doing your thing, Dalton, for sure. Anthony, no, only three minutes in this game. Interesting. He's been huge in the previous games. It's weird. It's just not how the game played out. Uh, combined, what, let's see, 20 points for our three bigs. Uh, and we went small at times, didn't we? So, Anthony, it'd be nice to see him get more involved in that. Uh, but uh, Wilbur would have been a perfect matchup for him, it seemed like. Yeah, combined, uh, looks like 20, 21 minutes for our bigs. Or no, yeah, 21 minutes for our bigs. Yeah, it didn't help Anthony. He came in, picked up a foul, and had a turnover right away. So, he got yanked pretty quick. Um, that's not the usual Anthony. Yeah, Wilbur would have been a perfect matchup for him. Or I think he could have he could have stayed in front of Bledson and maybe helped him out a little. Probably better than Marcus. Yeah, he probably picked up. I bet he probably picked up a foul if I go back 
on Bledson probably in that first half. That's why he didn't play much. Yeah, but he didn't play much. Kyler only played six minutes, two points, one of two from the field, two rebounds and assists. So uh, not much from those two in production the other night. No, and I would say, you know, you want to keep J.D. maybe to start the second half for that kind of mismatch that you still want, even though he didn't do a whole lot defensively as well. He had a block early in the game, but his 11 minutes, he didn't even shoot or get to the free throw line, thankfully. He only had three rebounds. So, uh, you know, I think it's one of those points J.D.'s just got to understand, but he was one of our lead scorers last game. So it's going to be hit or miss with him, but that's someone we'll live with being hit or miss offensively. If his chances are there, he's going to take them. And if he's as confident he was, as he was against Darnell Brody, scoring the ball in the paint, then heck, moving forward, I think we'll, we'll be looking all right. Yeah, really, really, uh, we don't expect it much offensive production from any of our bigs. So whatever we get is just a bonus. That's true. And if, if Kyler really likes a matchup, we'll love that all day of the week. He's not going to, we don't want him to force if it's on, you know, some of the bigs. We'll see, not even like the main bigs we know of, like even like just really tall and, you know, even think of Illinois State's got some guys around his size, athletic, that you probably won't be able to score on as an example. So he's, he's got to pick his spots as well. He'd be the only one, I'd say, even though Anthony looks, you know, finesse in the paint and his ability to shoot the three. So mainly those two, JD, yeah. And if he, everyone takes their chances, if they like their, if they like their, what they see, then take advantage of it for sure. But Noah Cash is eight rebounds. I think it's a big thing along with his only, what, I think he only had two points in the second half. He didn't shoot well again, really, but uh, eight rebounds is tough. We remember seeing a lot of, and, and key moments, I think, when we needed a defensive rebound, when, when we weren't getting them. Uh, Cash was having that sky-high athletic rebound that we love seeing that makes it to where he is. I, you know, Marcus was, before he had five in this game, he was leading us in every stab. Cash is right behind him, piled by point percentage points and rebounds. That's That's been key for Cash this year. Yeah, uh, it's been big. We need that from Cash. He's going to be – he's really our third guy, and uh, Steven probably be our fourth. So if we can get what we got the other night from those two and get those around those du- double double digits and points, and Cash is our leading rebounder. So uh, if we can get that from those guys, it's going to be a big plus, especially if we can get Lance to play like he did and if we find uh, – get Marcus rolling, it would be big. Cash is – um, we talked about it. We talked about it when we landed them. We've been talking about this kind of player um, for years. We needed a guy like this, and uh, it sucks we only get him for one. So uh, um, hopefully we can find and develop one of these kind of players. Yeah, and even one that we remember talking about, Jason Kent would be a guy that we would like to develop. Yeah, Cash is the first one we've seen since Armand Fletcher and that, that kind of skill set and what he can bring. Armand was at an elite level, and Cash has showed that this year. Uh, this was a game where there were only 14 total free throws shot. We were 5 of 8. They were 5 of 6. So the refing wasn't as bad in this one. There were some bad calls once again, but not a whole lot that you know managed to have free throws near the end. There was only 25 combined fouls. Uh, there seemed like there were 50 in the Drake game. So, yeah, other than that, uh, it was one of those games that will gut check you and like will reality check you in a sense, especially with them not having any Cam Henry moving forward. The fact that you're able to get – you know, get the win, but knowing that a team that you knew you should have beat from the get-go and probably shouldn't have had it as close as it, as it was at times. And like we said, you, you can't really count on old boy to probably score that many again. Um, he was kind of, I'm sure he's been good this year, but having a game like that where he seemed like he couldn't miss at times, he was shooting really efficiently. So like we said, this is one of those games where, <clears throat> uh, you know, give you, like I said, that reality check and what you need moving forward into these other hard games, Noah. So final thoughts on this game. Yeah, it's not a, it's a, not an overall great performance. It's like you it's like we've been saying it wasn't pretty. Um but this team isn't built to be pretty. This team is that grind you out and play really hard defense and uh play low scoring games. It's kind of like Virginia basketball. They want to play in the 50s and low 60s to win ball games. So this team isn't built to win pretty. So um but it's finally we finally get back in the will column. This is what this team Especially needed going into games. Especially we'll get into it here in a, here shortly. Um, what Bradley did the other night, looking ahead to our um, schedule. So, yeah, it wasn't pretty, but it's always good to defend your home court in the valley and uh, get back in the wind column because it's not easy to get wins as we've seen the last couple of weeks in the valley. Yeah, and even with our uh, yeah, it hasn't shown lately. I don't think, and we'll get to around the valley scores. Or some haven't been that close. 
but some obviously still have. I'm sure we're still leading the leading the nation, and you know, obviously close games between teams. Obviously, there's a lot of bad conferences out there and a lot of good ones. Like even the Big Twelve comes to mind, where those games are dog fights as well. But yeah, even thinking about your, that, we do want to keep. We're, we want to keep teams obviously below 70 points. Is what we've been doing all year. For the most part, we've been able to do that. And thinking of like teams, other teams like Missouri State, you didn't obviously, and you lost. You know that hurt that really, really good record you have with that. And they're one of the best shooting teams with star power in the league. Thinking of even Loyola's matchups, uh, I think they can score a lot, but they're a good, de- they're a decent defensive team, and they're just deep. They're, so they're going to have a lot of spread scoring. They really don't have a whole lot of. Christian Williamson only has like 12 or 13 points a game to lead them, so they're really spread. That's things you got to worry about. So. Uh, even thinking about like Ben Harvey, we're not going to see him for a while, it seems like, but even adding him to make an 11 to match Loyola's 11 will be key. We can't wait to talk about the Ramblers and those two straight games we have against them. Some quick quotes here after this one. Brian said, we're a good shooting team, and we haven't had a whole lot of runs like that, but I think we're capable of making three or four in a row. Uh, Lance said it was like a domino effect, and everybody started chipping in on that. Uh, we made seven of fourteen in the second in the second half from three, uh, and five of six, which was crazy. And then uh, uh, Brian had this quote right here that said, "We had 15." He said this in the locker room, but he said it. Uh, remember, they showed the the highlight video of him talking to the to the locker room after the fact, and he said a lot of this stuff. We have 15 guys in that locker room that care about SLU basketball and want to win a championship. We have 10 guys playing in the rotation right now, and we're going to need everyone. And that I think that tells us right there. No, a ten guys. He didn't say eleven. That would be Ben Harvey. That bring that should solidify him not playing for a while. Uh, hey, if we get him in the Valley tournament, that'd be key. And that's all I'll wait and see. Uh, but he said the Valley is such a grind. You see all the close scores. It's going to be someone else's opportunity Saturday night when we play Bradley Mill. So uh, yeah, that was a like I said a game that we needed moving forward. So what's everything else going around the uh, the conference scores wise? Yeah, last time we talked, uh, it was on Tuesday, I guess. But uh, that night, Loyola went to Evansville, and uh, it was what you expect in a game like that. Loyola took care of business, 77-48, led by Lucas Lucas Williamson's 15 points. Um, It's sad to see what Evansville's turning out to, because uh, we thought last year Licklider done such a good job with that program that they might they might be looked over this year we thought that would be that team um it's looking like illinois state is more likely to be that team but uh a big blowout over in evansville yeah it's crazy thinking yeah to the games we had against evansville last year they're the one that ruined our undefeated season and shoot the lights out and they've had games where they could do that i don't think their defense is there and if i think you could probably agree you know i'm looking at the box score that seems like noah frederick king and Evan Coleman and some of these other guys have been kind of underwhelming and, you know, in these, in this big time, maybe where they could have put up a five with those guys returning. It's unfortunate for them, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, Chris Knight, again, he, he barely misses shots. He had 12 points in that one. Uh, and here they are, they play granted. They, they kicked it. They kicked their butts and there's probably a couple guys on their bench that wouldn't be playing, but yeah, they're about 10 deep and Lucas Levin points with 15 Five of eight from three. We know he can shoot, and he had some clutch ones in these close games they've been having so far this conference season. That's something we'll be we'll have to watch is his ability to shoot, and obviously Norris's ability to finish games. Seem like Jacob Hudson. I'll just I'll just wait on them. I guess they all just had been kind of spread scoring. We'll wait to pick apart the Ramblers when the time comes. What about games that happened on the same day as ours? Yeah, uh, the 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 one to watch or the one we were watching. Uh, I was keeping. During the game, uh, Northern Iowa at Valpo. Um, the big the big news of that one was AJ Green did not make the trip because of COVID. Um, you and I did their best to battle on the road in the Valley. Went to overtime, loses by three. Noah Carter, 33 points, um, career high for him. Um, but uh, Kavion Taylor, the who we thought we who we did really good job against, uh, he got loose, 22 points to him and Cricky helped them lift Valpo over Northern Iowa. That's unreal by Noah Carter. Six of 11 from three, 10 rebounds, five assists with those 33. And to think, again, that he almost didn't go back there. He was in the portal, came back, and he is he is their difference maker because you get guys like Pickford or Kimmins and other guys. that You know, even Burhau, I think, has been kind of underwhelming. He can still kill us. I would never count him out. I think they've gotten a step up from Heisey and Bourne, potentially. 
Pickford and Kimmins have not been good, and that's where Noah Carter has took his game to another level, especially with still being the center for that team. That is crazy, uh, and we know he killed us, so he will he will he'll be probably a second All Valley member. It seems like at this rate, and probably creeping up to potential first. That's all I'll wait and see if he keeps it up for sure. And then yeah, Noah looks like Trevor Henderson played in this one, and he had 16. Uh, so obviously he would have been a huge factor, and it'll be interesting when they come here. Uh, next weekend to see the impact he could have because like yeah they did not have him in the previous game so that'll be interesting um looking at the other scores from that night um illinois state went on the road to springfield um to take on missouri state uh 88 63 win for the bears uh, mosley and prim um 24 points from isaiah mosley to lead the way um marcus freeman a pretty good out outing for the the redbirds 19 points by him um but that's just a – this is the team we expected from – I think you and I were both higher on them than anybody else. I think they picked, what, fourth in the conference of preseason. So, I think me and you were talking maybe one or two. So, uh, but, yeah, it's the talent's there. They got the most talent in the league. So, um, the Bears are going to be a problem the rest of the way. Yeah, and they, they have the trajectory for a one or two seed team so far. It's crazy with Mosley, Noah, because if he can score 24 – 7 of 11 shooting and only shot two threes. I mean, especially he gets anything he wants in the paint even. And it looks like they sat on the rest of the way only 19 minutes. And it was a 25-point victory. And uh, Prim with his usual, I think it seems like that's what he should have averaged this year around. It might be close, 17 and 10. He's averaging about 14 and 8. Uh, so I think Donovan Clay going there, he's not going to score as much as he did at Valpo. He's averaging 8 and 6 rebounds. So he's doing kind of the dirty work that they've been needing to have Prim and Mosley go off and you get, you know, how hard Lukai, uh, Donovan, and Black played for them. That's that's what makes them key. And if they can have this uh, five-man bench as well, they will be a problem. Noah Mark Freeman returned. He might have played in the other game priorly too, but we know he's just coming off an injury. And he had 19 to uh, lead Illinois State. Antonio Reeves only had nine on bad shooting, and they were really deep as well. So they'll, they'll be a problem for sure. But that's just a overwhelming matchup against the Bears. Yeah, then uh, the, the one we paid the most attention to, the team we just lost to, and the team we play this Saturday, um, Bradley went on the road to Drake. Um, the I was going to say it later, but the big news from this game was still um, no um, Tank Hemphill for the Bulldogs, but uh, Jay Sean Henry out indefinitely with another head injury. It's uh, Head injuries are nothing to – mess with so it it sucks for him because we know what type of player he kills us um in game so it sucks for him but they get a big win on the road um terry roberts and rink mass lead the way connor hickman um now in the starting lineup for them big big time 15 points for him um but uh garrett starts 15 and 8 again so um he's solidified the sixth man of the year for sure yeah Without a doubt, even Brody isn't 23 minutes, five points. He should be doing a lot more than he is at his size, and we said that against us. Uh, Akinwole played 15 minutes, only zero points. Of course, he did whatever against us. And DeVries, again, scored a lot. He shot a lot, and then Wilkins didn't shoot well either. So they kind of dug themselves a hole in that home defeat. They were, what, now they're, what, 10-1 and one at home or something like that now. So, uh, And we'll get to Bradley shortly, just looking at their box score and what uh, they'll be. I mean – the fact that you get Boya back is interesting. And I remember just watching him in the game and thinking, obviously, he's been hit or miss in minutes this year. He'll definitely play against us. He only had 14 in this one. But uh, thinking of uh, – I forgot what I was going to say. But uh, thinking of uh, the fact that how their size is and the fact that you mentioned Henry being out. Yes, we, we hope he gets better with his injury. We know he celebrated after this win in the locker room, so I think he's in good spirits and he's fine. You just don't want to take any risks with that. He does kill us. It's interesting to think how uh, what happens with a second head injury because it seems like they rarely happen. At times, you know, concussions happen a lot. We've seen one recently at the higher levels. Anything can happen. You can take an elbow. You can hit the floor. The ball can hit you. Anything. So that's interesting. We lucked out in that sense, but even if he did play, I don't know how much a difference he made. So uh, that's how that was a surprising one, and that shows they can do it on the road. And Bradley plays a lot of close games, so that'll be interesting whenever we jump into them. Do you have anything else on that? Uh, I was just gonna jump ahead and look uh, look forward to this weekend. Uh, tonight we get Evansville on the road at Illinois State. 
Um, that's one of two matchups for those two teams this weekend. They return on in Evansville on Sunday. Um, so they are like us, like next week. We play Loyola twice in three days. They're playing those two teams in three days this weekend because of COVID, uh, COVID uh, rescheduling. Um, then looking at Saturday, you got Valpo at Indiana State. That's an interesting one. Um, see if Valpo can continue to try to dig themselves out of their hole they put themselves in. Then the two big ones, uh, everybody, I know I will not be able to tune into these games. Um, I'll, I'll keep track of them for sure. But uh, 2.30 CBS Sports Network, Missouri State on the road at Loyola. Then um, ESPNU at 5, Drake at Northern Iowa. Be interested to see if Hemphill can give a go on that one and see where the COVID protocol is with A.J. Green for that one. So um, pretty big weekend for the Valley. Yeah, that's the Battle of Iowa in that one. Uh, hopefully A.J. does play. We want even Hemphill. Uh, I'm not sure. I doubt he will. But just in general, like that's a great matchup. If you're like an outsider and you see all these good teams, you'd see us and Bradley who are picked fifth and sixth respectfully preseason. That That's maybe where they'll hover. Again, this season, like, that's a great matchup. And Indiana State getting back at home where they're great. All those four games will be amazing. Missouri State Loyola should be on ESPN, it seems like. That's the kind of fireworks we'll see in that. We'll see if Loyola's defense can stop that high-powered 80 points and plus game scoring. A lot of fun games there for sure. Now, Noah, quickly, let's talk about, uh, if I can get back to my script here, uh, well, one, I wanted to say UT Arlington. I saw today, Jeff Goodman. I'm sure you saw that they are officially going to the WAC. Yep, that was um, right after Murray State said they were coming. That was the, the thing where, that we're still looking for that. We know we're going to 12 teams. As we all assume it's going to be UIC at this point. But, yeah, it's been official that um, the WAC is adding another team. And they're up to, like, I don't know how many, how many, how many teams are out on the WAC now. But, uh, yeah, that's a good move for them. Um, that's a step up for them out of the Sun Belt. So, uh, yeah, we know. I think I think uh, President Jackson was main one on that on that on that train to get UT Arlington here. Um, not sure why, but I get the market stuff. But yeah, it's good to see that um, we're not going to force our way down into Texas. Yeah, it's probably better. That's probably a good idea. You're right. The WAC's going to have a million teams. It seems like now. Uh, no, what what do the standings look like? It looks like we got. Three five-win teams and Drake with four wins. I mean, right behind. Yeah, uh, Loyola at five and zero, Missouri State at five and two, Northern Iowa at five and two, Drake's at four and two. Um, we're at three and three and fifth. Bradley three and four behind us, so it's a matchup for fifth this weekend in that game. Um, Illinois State, who plays Evansville twice this weekend, so um, they're going to be right on our tails here shortly. Two and three. Valpo two and five still trying to dig themselves out. Evan, Indiana State one and four, and Evansville is zero and five. Um, I can't see them getting a win this weekend. Illinois State's pretty, pretty, pretty decent. I don't like that matchup for them. So um, they're looking at probably zero and seven after this weekend. Yeah, and even seeing us uh, and Bradley being around that, like you said, picked that way, and, and they're like that right now. Illinois State around right the heels, but then you got Valpo two and five. They escaped with that win. And even think about you and I could be six and one. It's crazy. Uh, but we got some breathing room with those Indiana teams with us, Bradley and Illinois state. So even if we lose, obviously you get loyal twice. So this seems like obviously an enormous win coming up. Uh, but there is some breathing room between us, between the Illinois teams and the Indiana teams. Uh, now, no, that is the standings. Now I, I did want, want to mention, I seen this other day. Um, I didn't tell you, I mean, we haven't talked about this, but, uh, Kim Palm, we all know the Kim Palm rankings we look at. They have done a projected standings for the rest of the way in the Valley. Um, they have SIU finishing fifth at nine ahead at nine and nine. So that means we're three and three now. That's six and six the rest of the way. Um, so that's where they have us finishing. They have Loyola and winning the league, followed by Northern Iowa, Drake, and they have Missouri State, who we know is either going to win it or they have a chance to finish top two where they can finish fourth like we have but uh yeah they have uh illinois state finishing sixth bradley seventh indiana state eighth valpo ninth and they have evansville in last so uh but they did have they also have a uh all all uh all valley kinpom team they have mosley roberts prim marcus and williamson on their all kinpom team that's a great team uh yeah that's funny that that segued me into the uh 
Matt Hackman finally having his update on the percentages for the Valley and what the final standings could look like. That seemed about similar to what you just said. Yeah. So it's, it, it seems about, I mean, Loyola's got an 80% chance to win of the conference. So, and yeah, it had us, it has us at where? The six seed? Yeah, high, our highest percentage. I, I see that 1% of two seed. Don't count us out. That's true. You'd have to go on an enormous run. Uh, yeah, and that's what we talked about. The six seed kind of isn't bad because if you get like a UNI who's projected to be barely over Drake, or it's Missouri State for the three, so that'd be a tough match. We want UNI over those two teams or other, those other two teams, and we've talked about that, and we'll continue to talk about that. But that is Mac, Matt Hackman with his usual uh, standings prediction as it looks right now. Uh, Another thing along these lines before we jump ahead into Bradley um, – have not talked. This is also something. Another topic I haven't talked to you about. Um, this is happening hoops. Uh, it's a pretty good count. Um, doing it from the uh, the mid major perspective uh, online. Um, they do bracketologies for the CBI and the CIT. They have us in the CIT, which is the uh, College Insider Tournament. Um, they have us in there with in the Midwest region with Indiana State, UMKC, St. Thomas, Western Illinois, Wright State. In Youngstown, so it was interesting to see. Um, I believe if I look at, I had it here. Um, Valley teams recently: Evansville with DJ Ballantyne won MVP. Won it, they won that in 15. Cameron Payne won MVP in Murray State. Won it in 14. And Missouri State won it in 2010. I believe that would be. We've always, we've always, we always talk about it. We never. It's always funding. We can't get into these smaller tournaments. But if you look back, at, if you look at Loyola, put in their perspective. They won the uh, CBI um, the year prior to started their run. what started their big old run. So I think Brian wouldn't – if we could get some kind of funding to get in one of these smaller tournaments, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, for sure. And I think, obviously, you have higher expectations, obviously, in the grand scheme. But when you – just in terms of the potential of a run like Loyola, I think just doing that and extending your season is always what you want to do. Yeah, we've talked about funding where we were hoping. We know we got that million-dollar – uh, thing not too long ago, just in general, I'm sure. Obviously, we're, we're hopefully we're in a different state now, a little bit better state. You know, pandemic has also played a factor in a lot of that. So hopefully, we could uh, definitely find our way into something like that at the end. If it, you know, if it got to that point, and thinking about those teams you rattled off, I would like our chances against a lot of those to win that. So that'll be interesting. We'll keep an eye out for that. And that's something we're like, yeah, we have wanted to do for a long time. It just a matter if we could afford it or want to spend the money to do it. So hopefully. Uh, if we if that ends up happening, we do do it. If not, obviously we have higher expectations to get if we if we could go on a run ourselves and get to the big dance or something. But I definitely say we do that if uh, the opportunity is there, which I'm sure it will be, depending upon how the rest of the way goes. Quickly, I think our top or highest ranked of in, in the NCAA and team statistics via the rankings is 63rd in three point percentage allowed at 30.5. I'm sure there's another one and some stats here in the article. That's one I was curious about earlier, where we stand, where what we're in like 150s and a lot of other things. This is probably the number one thing we are, uh, like I said, highest ranking. And I'm pretty sure I thought we were 25th in this. Uh, that I looked this morning and it changed. We looked at it again to discuss it. So uh, all the other Valley teams are sporadic through all of that as well. We want to keep climbing rankings for all of that. Uh, so now, now let's jump into the Bradley Bridge. Yeah, the, I just want to give a quick update on Cade Hornecker and his team. They're they've uh, they're now twenty and six on the season, two and zero in district play. Um, still hard to find stats of what he's averaging. Nobody writes about that. So, uh, but good for them. But yeah, let's jump into these Bradley Braves. As we know, they come off um, a big road win on the road at Drake, a team we just lost to by one at home. Um, we know we have so much respect. Me and you and I probably have the most respect for Brian Wardle out of any uh, Saluki fan, probably. But uh, um, this is a tough team. We know that we just we said earlier no Deshaun Henry out for or out indefinitely, um, but led by Terry Roberts, a guy who we were in on, um, who we would have really liked to go along Lance in the in the in the backcourt. Um, that'd been awesome. He's averaging 15.9 points a game. He's a he's a microwave. He gets going. Um, it's gonna be a long night. I think his season high is like uh, he scored in the 30s some at some point. I think. So um, 
he's a player to watch out for. He's going to be a all. He's going to be first or second team the way he's playing. So, um, but we know Rink Mass. We know what he did to us last year. Um, he's a pick and pop big, but he can also bang down low. Ten and a half points, eight rebounds a game. Um, Malevi Leon's we thought the JUCO player of the year last year. We had high expectations for him. Yeah, ten point six rebounds, not not bad so far. Um, he's a good key. Then Jason Kent we've mentioned mentioned many times, and we know Ville. He's a sharpshooter. Can't leave him open. We know we did in the tournament a couple years ago. Um, then Connor Hickman just got his. He's back in the starting lineup. Then they have transferred Mikey Howe. Boyer's big. Um, Darius Hanna, which is really surprising, only played 12 games. I don't know if he fell off a little bit. I don't know if he's playing through inter- injuries or he's injured or something. COVID maybe, but we really liked we liked his potential. Maybe being not at the level, but maybe being that next maybe Eliza Childs at that size. But uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a feisty team. We know we struggled we struggled a little bit on the road up there. I believe we won there last year when Lance hit a free throw with like three seconds left to seal the win, but. Um, it's gonna be a tough battle, like every every Rogue Valley game. But um, seems that we get wins on the road or wins in the valley on the road easier than at home. Yeah, and it's always tough playing Bradley. It's always a test. Obviously, when they did have that huge team, even going back to Daryl Brown and uh, uh, obviously Childs. But I'm thinking of the guard they had. It was six man of the year shooter. Um, oh, uh, Canal. Yeah, Nate Canal, and you had those other guys in that in that title or in that title team they had going and almost beat Michigan State in the tournament. Like, that's why our, you know, as long, especially when you see emergence of Rink Mass, who's got eight rebounds a game and averages about 11 points. I mean, he is a stud. Every bit of stud. And even going back when they had Roberts, yeah, who we were in on, it's like, of course, yeah, these guys go to the conference teams. Uh, and even, yeah, we did have expectations for Hannah to be a child. I do remember us saying that because he has the skill set. Even we did beat them in the tournament. Ben Harvey helped lead us after uh, Lance got hurt. Uh, that was a tough win. Uh, it's just crazy thinking of the the crap that Brian Morrill had to deal with last year. That's why we respect him. We respect him for winning back-to-back tournament titles. I mean, that, that says a lot, and that's why you'll never uh, – his ability to recruit, his ability to do anything. He's big in the international, uh, you know, recruiting it looks like and his ability to develop certain people like we will never count Bradley out because especially during during tournament time we'll see it tomorrow and obviously when we host them during tournament time they're a team you want to avoid at all costs so a lot of these teams are like that but just the way Brian Wardle can turn it on at that at that point in the season and they have size they have length they might get Henry it was out indefinitely but we might see him at the very end Uh, and even Tobinan no I'm gonna say it again I cannot pronounce his name right but he's been kind of underwhelming at times this year. He's averaging seven. He kills us. So I said that. He's going to dominate us. Uh, Jason Cannon, I mean, those guys are averaging about seven or eight. And they have you know, four guys averaging ten or more. Yeah, Malevi Leons leads them in blocks. He is uh, – we did. We had high expectations for him for sure, being Juco player of the year coming here. Underwhelming, but he's been on a stacked team. He plays about 29 minutes a game, about six rebounds. So he will be a – I compare him to like Chris Knight in terms of – uh, bad bit, bad mismatches. Chris Knight's kind of heavier and can jump and leap and rebound. Malevi Leons has the skinnier frame. I'd say those are the two biggest mismatches in the conference. But then they're led by Roberts and Mass, and I think that's definitely Lance and whoever. One of our bigs for Mass will be will be key, and a lot of our bigs have to play with Boya coming off the bench as well. Jason Kent could be another mismatch. So they're an interesting team. Yes, we were the only people that were seen high on them. And Missouri State, they don't get as lo- as much love as the other teams do. As you said, with whoever it was picking Missouri State fourth to to end of whatever you said. So it'll, it'll be another fun matchup. Roberts also leads them in assists with four. So he does everything for them. But when he's bad, the team is bad. we got to keep that in mind. Hopefully we can stop him. I know he's probably the biggest uh, whatever on the scouting report. So, yeah, we recall that game we won there last year by one. It's crazy. Lance did hit those two free throws. Obviously, we didn't have Marcus. We were kind of going in there, you know, swinging and, you know, fighting for our lives. But Ben had uh, – and then going back to Arch Madness, we recall Ben having those 24 points and our 10-point victory in that dogfight of a game. It's Like we said, it's always fun for sure. Uh, and we uh, – just overall, it's going to be one, another one of those matchups. And what else you got? 
Yeah, and getting into the matchups, it'd be interesting to see what kind of matchups we go with. Um, we assume it'll be Lance versus Terry Roberts. Um, we know it's going to be JD versus Rink, uh, but other than that, you would assume Jason Kent goes the cash. The two lanky players go alongside each other. Then uh, Steven with Connor Hickman, so that leaves with that leaves uh, our worst defender with uh, Malevi. But um, yeah, Malevi's a pretty solid player. But uh, yeah, it's going to be another interesting, interesting matchup. I will not. I will probably. I'm going to the Tennessee Titans playoff game tomorrow, so. Um, it should end before that, but I plan on taking probably my AirPods and listening to the great Mike Reese and Ronnie Watson's will be the best way I can uh, follow the game unless I can't, unless I can watch it a little bit, but, uh, yeah, I'll follow along the best way I can. I know you'll be watching it, so, uh, we'll, we'll probably text back and forth. Uh, I'll see what, I'll, I'll, I'll see what you see, so I'll be more in depth on it, but I'll definitely be listening to Reese and Watson because they break it down pretty good, so I won't miss much. Yeah, you're right, and uh, you got a big night tomorrow night, and, and then in terms of the matchups for sure, I'm thinking about that a little bit. Yeah, if Marcus is on Leon's, uh, that's not maybe the worst thing because Marcus can use his strength, although he's not a great rebounder as well, even though he's been leading us in that, uh, you know, throughout most of the season. But uh, I think he can have a decent because Leon's, if he guards him and vice versa. Uh, that'll be tough for Marcus to score, especially in the paint where he's got most of his scoring this year. He might have to stretch the floor a little more and be that stretch four that we thought he was going to also be at times this year. Uh, Lance and Roberts is perfect. Yes. Steven, that's interesting. If you want to put cash like just, you know, riding Hickman the whole way, I trust Steven's defense on Kent. They can, those two can flip flop without a doubt. And you got Trent kind of matching uh, Billy off the bench. And then obviously like Anthony and Kyler with Boyath and Hannah, the same thing. It's interesting. It's it's. I think it's it's going to be a great game. I think, and that's how every game has been because of those matchups. I mean, Jason Kent didn't shoot well. He's riding off a bad game, but just in general, they're riding off this huge win. I think that's the scariest part about it. Then doing it on the road and now being able to come home and do it like yeah, outside of the win last year, it's been tough to win there. We were there twice last year and only won one of them. So. Uh, it, it will be a dogfight, another one of those. It's an in-state. I'd say it's a rivalry, obviously. Uh, them and Illinois State because they're right next to each other, but the fact that uh, us and them, it, it's definitely those Illinois teams rival one another. Uh, quickly, they score about 72 points a game, but they allow about 67. We score about 65, and we are leading the Valley again. And 23rd, the stat still stays the same with points allowed uh, with 60.9. We score about four, we're about 46% from the field. They're about 45. Like we've said before, it's about even everything, every team we play, every, a lot of things are about even except this one, though. They average about 40 rebounds a game to our 31. That's something, obviously, we just talked about Leon's ability to do it, and they have the size to do it. We gotta, if we don't rebound tomorrow night, we might get killed. Uh, they average about 14 assists to our 13 blocks. They're about five. We're only at two. We were looking to see where we ranked in blocks this season. We're in the bottom half of the, of the nation in that regard. And then steals are about six, and we're about 5.5. And we are both riding that one-game winning streak. So uh, what else you got on them, though? I think I have some quotes here. What else you got? Well, that's all I got on them, so we can jump in some quotes. I say that, and then I looked. At, I don't think they have quotes. We were expecting Brian to have a presser, actually. Uh, but we recall the, the league's been doing that uh, every Monday. Uh, and they they did this past Monday, and we'll see it again probably on this Monday. Even though Brian having his own individual with our own local guys, we haven't been seeing them. We didn't see any uh, anybody on Bradley's side have an interview, like we said earlier. So it's all going to be what we have today, and then we'll discuss a lot of things after the fact before the game. So, no final thoughts. Yeah, it's a big-time game. Uh, coming off a win, getting another one, especially going in, looking ahead. You have to play the a top 25 teams twice in three days next Tuesday and Thursday. So getting get another road win, especially against what they just went on the road to beat Drake, um, would be really big. If I think if we if we take away Terry Roberts, I think we'll be just fine in this game. Um, that's a big key. So Lance, Dalton, Steven, whoever it is guarding him, um, I like our matchups there. But if we, just, if we can contain him, I think we'll be just fine. And a big road win. I don't, we have no uh, no spreads or over unders. Um, Vegas has still not made up their mind. So uh, um, 
No, no. I'd say we'll be about. I'd say three point dogs. Maybe it's a. It's yeah. gonna be short. One to three, probably. It'll be almost a pick 'em. I'd say something along those lines. But yeah, it's a it's a big opportunity. Road win. Um, we've looked pretty good on the road so far this season, but. I don't think there's a game we're just going to go in and get blown out. We're not made that way. We're going to grind out any and win or lose. We're going to grind out games and make it hard on people because um, we may not be the most talented team, but this team gives them one of the, probably the most effort in the conference. I'd say they play hard um, no matter how they're playing. So, yeah, we we found that extra juice to close out game the other night. So if we can start putting games together, I like our chances against anybody, but yeah, it's a big opportunity, and hopefully we can get a win. Yeah, and even that, they're big 71% chance to win, according to ESPN Power Index for the matchup predictor. But I think it will come down to, you know, because what did I have a, a record here? We held, uh, we have held opponents besides the Missouri State game, and our, we held our first 14 to under 70. It's the longest streak since the Sweet 16 years. So I think that's what sticks out. We keep we hold them around their average. They average a little over 70, like I said. So it'll come down to that, and you're right. If we contain Terry Roberts, we should be okay because, like I said, they do not play well when he doesn't play well. We'll be able to throw a lot of big bodies at Mast, hopefully. And just re- I think we think of Brian's uh, keys to the game. It'll be rebounding. I know that'll be one of them. And then, I guess, you know, keep, keep shooting if the opportunities are there. A lot of things. It's usually the same thing. But I can definitely guarantee you rebounding will be one of them. And I th- Rebounding and containing Terry Roberts will be the difference in this one. And you let other guys beat you, even like Kent, and you don't really want to let Mass beat you. But if you let Bouya come off the bench and Villy, uh, and definitely kills us as well. It'll, it'll it'll be a fun it'll be a fun game. So no, real quickly, dog of the game. We haven't been doing this lately. Dog of the game. Yeah, dog of the game. Um, he 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 struggled the other night, and I think it's obviously we're not going to probably win any games without one of our two best players going. So. Um, I think Marcus gets back going. Uh, he has a twenty-point outing, and uh, yeah, I think I think we get a win this. I think we get a win tomorrow night. So I think Marcus has a big game. Scores, um, I'd say I'm gonna go with the stat line of twenty-six points and about six assists and about four rebounds. So big game from Marcus, and uh, we get a we still get our bench going. So big win tomorrow night. That'd be one hell of a performance. I was gonna go with Lance because his ability to play defense on Roberts and hopefully. Uh, come off of you know being better offensively, and I think obviously all these guys Dalton have to continue his thing. Like I said, the bigs will have to step up. Uh, I definitely hope Marcus can uh, take off like that and take over the game. He's got some tough matchups with size. It'll be fun. Can we can't wait to talk about it the post game because imagine if we do get that win, how great we'll feel knowing that we'll get Loyola one at their place first, which they've struggled just in general, and they have a tough matchup against Missouri State before. Hopefully that'll be a dogfight before we get them. And then we get them back to back at our place. It'll be fun. So for Nick Malone. No alerts. We'll talk to you guys soon. Go dogs.